A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to help support my channel here, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Rashmi Salva. Don't want to move your car for one day? Lose your convenient parking spot for a year. This happened on the 26th of January, and today the malicious compliance was done not by me, but the committee of the society where I live. This drama conveniently happened in front of my window. In my city, the residential complexes are managed by housing societies, much like the HOA system in the USA, just not as horrible. Each society has their own committee to manage day-to-day affairs. Also, as my society has much more parking spaces than it has cars, it has no designated parking spots allotted to the residents. Anyone can park their vehicle wherever they want, but it must be a marked parking spot. People mostly park their cars in the same parking spot just because of convenience and habit. Everyone mostly respects each other's spot, and I've never seen any confrontations happening because of the parking. So, those of you who don't know, 26th of January is the Republic Day of India, and all over the country the day is celebrated by flag-hoisting ceremonies in the morning. The flagpole of our society, where the flag-hoisting ceremony will be held, is just in front of the main gate. There's two parking spaces just under the flagpole. All other parkings are further away from the main gate, and you have to walk some distance to reach there from the main gate. The thing to note is that these two parkings are very, very convenient for all the flats which are facing this flagpole. However, out of respect, people have left one of the parking spots for one elderly person whose flat faces the flagpole and the other spot is taken up by an annoying kind of person who never moves his car from this place. Otherwise, someone will steal his spot. If this person wants to get into his car, he just has to walk a dozen feet from his front door. On the evening of the 25th of January, committee members asked this person to move his car for a day so that the decorations and other arrangements for the next day's flag hoisting can be made. Someone had already moved the car of the elderly person. However, the annoying guy was too frustrated about moving the car and first argued a lot with the committee people, saying that there's no such rule in the society's rule book that someone has to move their car for any kind of festivities, and if you want to move his car, you have to write a rule in the rule book. After a lot of arguments and interference of other people, he finally moved his car. The decorations were done in the night, and next day, a small but beautiful ceremony was held. And in the evening of the 26th, everyone in the society received a message that there was an emergency meeting of the committee. The rule book had been amended, and it was decided that those two parking spots have to be converted into one. And anyone who wants to park in that one spot has to take prior permission from the society committee. As expected, only two people applied for that parking spot, the elderly person and the annoying guy. And today, the committee unanimously decided that the elderly person is in much more need of that convenient parking spot because of his age. And that spot's been allotted to him for one year. Now, the annoying guy has to park his car far from his front door for at least one year. Pretty sure that he's not going to get the spot next year too. He's not going to like this more in the coming rainy season. We live in Mumbai, which is notorious for its horrible monsoon rains each year. All this because he didn't want to move his car for one day. Well, if he was somebody that was willing to move their car, he probably wouldn't have been known as the annoying guy, right? 
If you had to live in a neighborhood like this and he found out that they finally lost their spot because of their antics, would that give you a chuckle? Would you feel kind of good about that? Or does the whole thing just remain an annoying thing? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by American Runs on Duncan. We really want to sit outside. We don't mind if we get wet. I worked at a restaurant all through college and then for a bit afterwards because it was good money. And it's hard to make the leap out of restaurants when you're used to that type of work. I was at a slightly elevated American style restaurant, i.e. $21 burgers with some sort of aioli, giant salads with ingredients like wonton crisps instead of croutons, that kind of thing. And it was honestly a lot better working environment than some restaurants, and you could sometimes make decent money. However, upper management were very much about the customer is always right, except we were required to call them guests, and that we should be the ultimate pinnacle of hospitality no matter what. This led to things like a group arriving four minutes before we closed, and our managers insisting that we seat and serve them, even though the kitchen had been fully cleaned, side work completed, etc. I can't imagine keeping a server, a bartender, two line cooks, and a chef on for an extra hour was worth $40 in profit. Anyways, we had a fairly nice patio, at least for a city, since we were right on the ocean, and you could see boats come in and get a view of the city skyline. One day, it had started to drizzle a bit and a table arrived and asked to sit outside. The host initially said no, as it was raining and the server, me, would need to be out in the rain. And the guests go, oh we don't mind, we'll be under umbrellas. When the host explained again that the server would get wet, they said, no really, it's okay, we don't mind. Wow, so nice, thanks for not minding if I'm wet while I'm serving you in the rain. As everyone else says in these stories, cue the malicious compliance. What they didn't realize was that both the doors leading into the restaurant were on the opposite end of the patio, which was technically a wooden dock over the ocean, and that there was no umbrella or awning between here and there. And while it wasn't a huge downpour, it definitely started to rain harder than it had before. From that point on, I gave the table lots of extra attention. I made sure to bring out new silverware wrapped in cloth napkins, holding it all on a tray in front of me. I brought them the bread for the table, their cocktails, all their entrees one by one. I told the food runner that he didn't need to worry about going out and getting wet, I would just take everything. And every time I went out, I made sure not to rush, which meant I was walking slowly and carefully in the rain. Every single thing that got to their table was damp. Their food, their silverware, their check at the end. When I wrote down their order, I even had to go back in to get more paper since my notepad was soaked. It ended up also working in my favor, as several of my other tables I had during this felt bad for me and tipped well enough. When they asked why I was wet, I just smiled and said, I have a table outside right now. And they said they don't mind being under the umbrella. I wish I had some dramatic resolution, like they tipped me a hundred bucks for going out there. Or my manager got in trouble for letting them sit out there because they called to complain about their food. But unfortunately, nothing super wild happened. However, as requested, they were served their entire meal on the patio. And every single dish was soaked. I didn't even skip a single step of service. I just made sure not to rush getting there. After all, I didn't want to slip. And I guarantee they regretted it. Damp burgers and fries just aren't worth sitting outside for especially when they realized they were seated directly next to giant windows where they could have easily have seen the same view and stayed dry. Plus, and it's messed up that this is a win versus just the bare minimum, but the manager bought me dinner and I got a brand new uniform. 
which we had to spend like 80 bucks on. So honestly, it meant I got to do laundry one fewer day a week, which wasn't bad for a poor, recent college grad. Our next story is by Nader Lee. Sure, if you're feeling hungry enough, around six months ago, I was going through a three-month-long culinary school. The first two months were lots of PowerPoints and lectures, so class ended around two, then we had the rest of the day ourselves. The last month of the course had us cook food serving line style, starting at 3am for breakfast and lunch, with a break around 1. After that, our class would go back in to clean up the unused equipment and a dinner team would take over. Our class was pretty small, only 4 people including me, and on average we made food for 250 people every meal, with help from 2 or 3 instructors. We would be dead tired every day after cleaning, so going out wasn't crossing our minds. We knew this early on in the course, so we used our free time early on to explore the town. Our class consisted of myself, Boomer, he wasn't that old, we just teased him about the age gap between the others, Colette, the best one in the class grade-wise and experience-wise, and Goofball, love the guy to death, but he's today's offender for delicious compliance. After class one day, Boomer said he needed to get a new phone because the one he had previously was cracked. I thought, why not? and thought we'd be in and out. That day was kind of tiring, but I'm a nice guy, and I was the only one with a car. Goofball and Colette caught wind of our trip and decided we should all grab dinner somewhere in town after the phone trip. We get to the store, and Boomer goes inside to wait on the new Samsung Galaxy A21, now with lemon-scented cup holders, and the rest of us are in the car scrolling through memes. I'm chatting food stuff with Colette and Goofball's just kind of spacing out. I grab his attention, and he just goes, ah, crap. Confused, I ask, what's up? Goofball says, I knew I was supposed to go into town today for something. I also need a new phone, this one's acting slow. I said, dude, we've waited on Boomer for nearly 30 minutes for his phone to be turned on. Now you need a new one? You couldn't have gone in with him? He says, I'm sorry, I'll try to make it quick. I know y'all are hungry, but I want to get this before we go into our last month. Goofball rushes in as soon as Boomer's walking out with his new phone. Boomer gets in the car and asks, what's he doing? Colette said, apparently getting a phone now of all times. Boomer says, heavens to Betsy. He had a knack for saying old things like that. After a few minutes, Goofball calls me and tells us to just go get food now and pick him up after. I ask how long he's gonna be, and he says another 30 minutes, if not longer, since he's switching providers. I'm tired and just want to eat, so here's where the malicious, delicious compliance comes in. Goofball says, just go get food and bring me some back. I'll pay you for my order. I say, fine, whatever, we're going to a Mexican food truck. What do you want? He says, can I get three burritos? I say, uh, are you sure you really want three burritos? He says, I'm paying for mine anyways, it doesn't matter. Pick me up a bottled Coke as well. Me with a huge grin on my face said, sure buddy, three burritos coming up. I hang up and just start giggling to myself. Colette and Boomer are confused and ask why I'm laughing. All I say is... You'll see here in a bit. We drive five minutes down the road and get to the truck. The two others make their order first, and then it's my turn. As the order leaves my lips, both of them know exactly why I was laughing, and they just facepalm themselves. I've been here before and know exactly how big these things are. Have you ever seen a tube of tennis balls before? Take that length and then wrap both hands around your calves. That's how big they were. All three of them. Oh, I also made sure to get his coke so he could wash it all down. We get back to the shop to wait another 15 minutes until he finally comes out. The rest of us are already eating in the car and Goofball asks for his food. 
We all smile, and each of us hand him a burrito. His eyes widen and he has the face of Shaquille O'Neal on Hot Ones. I said, this is what you ordered, right? He said, yeah, I just didn't think they'd be so huge. I said, I'll just give you your drink now, don't want you to choke. He says, you know what, screw it, I'm eating all of them before we get back. What follows was what could only be described as a burrito massacre. Sour cream and rice being demolished by the second, tortillas being ripped to shreds as goofball went through each individual burrito. Unfortunately, after only 20 minutes, he wasn't able to down the last one. He went through two and a half of them to be fair. He may have waged a battle, but I still won the war. Honestly, I kind of get where this guy's coming from. With Mexican food, it really depends on the place how big their burritos are going to be. Like a lot of things at Taco Bell, you could probably have three of them if you're hungry enough. But like it takes me back to the first time I ordered a Chipotle burrito. If you didn't know how big those were going to be, you'd be pretty darn surprised when you get handed them and you're like, dang, this thing actually weighs a little bit. Either way, knowing my love of burritos, I'd probably still take on that challenge too. And our final story of the day is by Gothic Kitty. Wanna say that it's dirty? Fine, I'll clean it. I work in a grocery store as a cashier, and this Monday night was pretty busy. I had customers back to back a lot of the night. Because of the pandemic, we have to sanitize our stations, the payment pad, the black belt, and the front belt where the customers put their products. The problem with this is that I can't clean the front belt if there's a bunch of stuff on it, but after every transaction, I clean the payment pad at least. After one customer's done, another one walks up as I'm about to clean. But she was in a hurry and didn't let me, so I quickly cleaned the payment pad and started to check her out. She handed her products directly to me, going on about how dirty the belt is and she hasn't seen it this disgusting before. The last customers had flour, so some got on the belt. I offered to clean it, and she said no, it's fine, she's just never seen it this dirty before, and that this isn't the standard that this store has. It started getting annoying. I offer to clean it again. She says no because she's in a hurry, but continues on about it. I finally had enough. So about halfway through the transaction, I stopped and started cleaning everything. I mean everything. I cleaned the back belt, the front belt, the payment pad, my scale, my bag catch, my computer, my shelf, the shield. I mean everything. And then I continued the transaction like nothing happened and she didn't say a thing after that. I mean, I would be so annoyed too. This person keeps saying, oh, this belt's so dirty, it's disgusting, you should do better. You say, oh, I'm sorry, let me wipe it down for you real quick. They say, no, 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 I'm in a rush. But this is so disgusting, it shouldn't be this way, blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh my God, shut up. Either let me clean it or just stop complaining, please. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 